Coming up on today's BMW Motorrad Rod and Talk podcast, exploring the USA on an adventure motorcycle with help from backcountry discovery routes. Take a listen. Over the years, I've had the privilege of riding BMW motorcycles all over the world. And the one thing I've come away with is that the only thing more extraordinary than the ride are the people you meet along the way. These are their stories. My name is Sean Thomas, and this is BMW Motorrad's Ride and Talk. So next up for us is California North. After that, we're going to come back east, and we're going to do the Southeast BDR. And the cool thing about those two, they're the last pieces of the puzzle to allow our riders to go from the bottom of the country to the top of the country ah. on a BDR. Oh, on each side of the country. Right. So Cal- awesome. uh, Northern California will complete the West Coast. Right. Southeast will complete the East Coast. Awesome. Yeah. Anyone who visits the USA will quickly come to realize how big the country is and how challenging it can be to choose where to go and what to see. This is especially true for those who wish to ride an adventure motorcycle and go beyond where the pavement ends. To help solve this problem, a group of motorcycle enthusiasts founded the Backcountry Discovery Routes, a nonprofit organization dedicated to charting and maintaining routes so adventure and dual sport riders can explore and enjoy the country. Recently, my producer Louise Powers and I sat down with BDR board president Tim James and BDR ambassador Wendy Nasons, who helped us understand the origins, offerings, and a glimpse into the future of the backcountry discovery routes. I think the starting point for me is I know what BDR is because, of course, I've been around it since really kind of the beginning, mm-hmm. paying attention to what you've done. But I know a lot of people, certainly people listening right now, have no idea what it is. Maybe they've seen the sticker. VDR sticker. So can you give us just your elevator pitch on what it is? Mm -hmm. You know, Sean, it's funny that you just used those words because I gave a presentation yesterday Mm. and that was in my presentation. It it was kind of like the icebreaker. I had the words BDR elevator pitch up on the screen and anyone want to take a shot at it because Uh we have our elevator pitch. Yeah. And I think it's perfect, but I don't know if it conveys the message that that uh, that really resonates with the community. So I had everyone in the audience give their sixty minute, their sixty second pitch on on what BDR was. Nice, and and I do I've done that for the last couple of presentations. I did it at our fundraiser back in April to get perspective, you know, from 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 them and what does it mean to them. And I get a couple ideas, and then I'll edit our you know our elevator pitch. Sure, but in essence, um, BDR is is a nonprofit organization and. Are we endeavor to create and maintain off-highway adventure routes for the community? Mm. More routes to the community, as many as we can. Yeah. You know, but we're a small organization, so we've got a, we've got a limit. And these routes are off pavement. Um, we utilize all public roads, mm. and it can be anything from BLM land to state and national forest roads. Um, just backcountry roads, dirt roads, unmaintained roads, which are the beauties, right? Yeah. That's what we really want to get into. And we link them all together with some amazing paved roads. Yeah. And we try to go from one end of a state to the other, south to north, mm-hmm. and give our community a full week adventure out on, a, on an adventure motorcycle. <laughs> right off the bat, I, I hear the the off pavement yeah. um, and off highway. And, <laughs> and I know, because I remember the controversies in the past where it was yeah. like, you can't say off road. 
because off-road means that you've got some adventure bike that's just going out and carving the road and trail out of nature and running over animals and all that terrible stuff. Like, no, 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 that's not what we do. We, we actually use roads that are already available. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And I'm, I'm pretty trained. Like, you, don't, you won't hear me say off-road. Yeah. Um, and because it's it implies that we could be going on on private land or there's single track or but that's yeah. not what we do and the reason that we put them on public roads is to make these routes evergreen right i mean if we yeah. if we start negotiating with landowners we're going to be chasing our tails and and, yeah. and maintaining these routes is going to get even more difficult there's it's difficult already for other reasons yeah um, but imagine if we had to deal with changing land ownership and whatnot yeah. so for the rest of this podcast i'm going to um, commit to everybody here that if you use the phrase off-road i'm going to beep it out yes please yeah so <laughs> that's say very it. helpful i'm going to give yeah. a great example yeah. can you say it yeah yeah Do you want, he, he can't say it uh, I, I can't it. even say the words yeah, try saying yeah. it so i can yeah. beep it yeah. out at least oh okay <laughs> Off-road. <laughs> See? Speak down. You hear that? <laughs> so I, uh, we were recently at the Touratech USA headquarters where this all started. Mm-hmm. And, and I have always loved those folks over there because they're just so laid back and they're super chill. And every time we go in there, they're like, hey, the big hugs and they show you around and see how things are going. And, and they're out of, in Seattle. And they showed, gave us a nickel tour of the facility and they brought us to this like rickety set of stairs that nobody in their right mind would touch without fear of getting hurt. And they said, if you go up that rickety set of stairs and you hunch down and you get on your hands and knees and crawl for a little while, you'll get to the office, the original office (laughs) for the BDR. Those are pretty humble origins, I think. Yeah. Sean, I can show you some bumps on my head from from being up in that log. <laughs> I think Sean and I looked at each other and it was like, "You want to go? Do you want to go?" No, no, Sean, no. you wouldn't. You couldn't do it. Yeah, no, you you're too tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was it was a kind of a warm day, and I was like, I kind of don't want to go up there just because I'll bet the AC doesn't make it that far. Yeah, and I bet there were some angry people that had to climb up there and do because it, it was only like a one or two person operation to start with. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. One of the things that a lot of people don't know about the BDR, they think that it's some huge organization, but it's really great marketing. There's the executive director, Ina, and then two employees. The entire organization is all volunteer outside of that. Yeah. That's good stuff. I I think I remember your first BDR. Was it Nevada? No, Washington. It was Washington. So the first BDR was Washington. And this was like like over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got the idea of like, let's make a route, but then you also got the idea to film it mm-hmm. and you have this little adventure that gets recorded. Where did the, how did that come to be? Yeah. So as the story goes, so I, I came into to the organization probably four or five years in. Yeah. So, um, but the organization is now, um, I guess nearly 13 years old. Mm. Um, so as the story goes, um, tour tech, who is our, founding sponsor, um, yeah. Paul Gillian who and Tom Meyer, who run that organization. Um, Paul at the time had just started with Toratech as their marketing director. Yeah. And I think Tom, who who owned the um, the business, said, you know, we've, you know, if you're gonna you're gonna help us sell accessories for adventure bikes, we gotta get you out on an adventure bike. Yeah. Um, and th- at the time there was a route in Oregon called the Oregon Backcountry Discovery Route. Yeah. And so they kind of put a band of brothers together and went down and, and rode it. Sterling was in that group. Yeah. Um, and um, and they just did it for fun to see what it was like and recorded it and put it up on YouTube and yeah. it got some traction and, yeah. you know, as a marketing tool, they did it initially for sure. 
but I think immediately after that, they started thinking that how you know helpful this would be for the, for the community. And a gentleman by the name of Bryce Stevens, who's also one of our founders, approached them, came to Seattle. He's a map guy. Yeah. Um, he runs um, mapping websites. And he came and met in their, in their office and, and said, I, I want to do one of these in Washington. Yeah, this yeah. is a great idea. So they started planning it and did the first production. And, and, you know, immediately after, I think, realized that they wanted this to be for the community, by the community. Yeah. Okay, so it, it, it never really turned into, although it is a marketing tool, for yeah. sure, for TorTech. Sure. They really wanted it to be for the community and almost immediately formed the nonprofit organization, nice. Country Discovery Rocks. Yeah, I occasionally lead motorcycle tours in the U.S. for Europeans and people from Central and South America. And, and what's very clear right off the bat is that people don't really understand how big and vast mm-hmm. and beautiful the U.S. is. And so for me, it's this beautiful pleasure to bring these people in and show them these sites and the, and just bring them literally to tears from seeing some of these vistas that we have. And they're everywhere. But what's a big surprise to me is how many of us in the U.S. don't know how big and vast and beautiful the U.S. is. This just really has turned into the, the gate key, it feels like, for people to really explore this country. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's how I started seeing the back country mm. when I, it changed my whole perspective of, of motorcycling, you know, off highway motorcycling, off highway motorcycling. <laughs> <but> no, <laughs> beeps. Uh, <laughs> no beeps yet. <laughs> I, I dare you to get me. Challenge accepted. <laughs> now, Wendy, your first run at this was Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you being the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed adventure rider that was going out to check out. Had you been to Wyoming before? Yes. So the year prior, I did an on-road ride Mm. and we did a camping trip. And so we rode out when I was living in Chicago, we rode out there and had an amazing time. But when I found out that we were going to be riding backcountry in Wyoming, I'm like, where are we going to go? I remember riding four hours sideways in like 90 mile per hour winds. Yeah. You know, just hours on end of nothingness. Like, what is this going to be like? Yeah. Mind blowing. Hmm. Absolute game changer. You know, we stayed on the east side of the state. It was just beautiful. So then you go back and you're on the BDR Mm -hmm. as part of the group. And there's got to be a little bit of extra pressure too, because you're on camera. And at this point, it's pretty well established that anytime you all do a BDR, there's going to be a film that you have to go. And that means that there's going to be a camera shoved in your face multiple times and not always at the easiest times Mm. where you have to just kind of bear your soul a little bit. Mm -hmm. How was it? Um, It was definitely a learning experience. So I had only been with the performance center for six or seven months as an instructor. Yeah. Um, In training, instructor in training. So, and before that I had no adventure riding experience Mm. and no big bike experience. Yeah. So that was, you know, we recorded the film about two years ago, almost two years ago. So it was just a very different time. And yes, like you said, just bright eyed, bushy tailed, super excited to go. Yeah. Um, I found out a week and a half before the trip that I was being sent on the trip. I think you actually found out while I was in South Carolina and you and I went out to dinner and we talked about uh, long trips, camping, all the off-road stuff. And uh, you had me come and look at all of your gear and you're like, okay, this is what I have. This is what they've given me. What else do I need? And we went like, look through all that stuff. Yeah, It was new to you. Yes, it was very new. I had done only that one trip camping off the bike. Yeah. 
Figure that, prior, but that's kind of your gig, though, right? I mean, you you see something and go, "That's a little outside my wheelhouse." I, th- I think I'm going to go I, do that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, being a forever learner has served me well in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly got to see some cool things. Yes, and it was interesting because the the video series, you know, sort of portrays you as this new writer that is um, that's coming into your own. But by the end of it, like in the same video, you go, "Okay." we've gone from this person that's sort of new to it and figuring it out to now this is a very accomplished writer that's not having any troubles and Mm -hmm. and just kicking Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, prior to that, I'd ridden for about 10 years, but it was all street. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was all new, but you get, there's this thing called your BDR legs. You get your BDR legs underneath you and you get a flow. And, um, if for anybody who's ever done anything that, um, like, um, week-long camping trip or something, you know, you just get into that zone and you live in that space for that time. And, and it was just amazing. Good stuff. Yeah. Now people that want to go on a BDR, they've got a choice between a lot of the States that you've already covered and there is a video. So they get to watch this video and get a sense of what they're going to experience, but there's other things that they have access to as well. Yeah. Well, sure. The website, um, the, the website is the main resource for, uh, for planning your, your, your adventure on a BDR. Um, it, it includes an, an interactive map so you can really study um, uh, the, the, the route that you want to uh, yeah. take on. It's got all the, the planning resources you can imagine from mm-hmm. where to stay, where to camp, how to pack, mm-hmm. um, how to use a GPS. Um, pretty much everything you'd need to prepare is on that on that website. We put a lot of effort into that, wow. uh, that resource. <laughs> you know, I listened to uh, one of the uh, presentations you did the other day, and we had these interesting questions from people about, you know, you've built this route and there's this sort of mindset that once you've built the route and you've made the video, the state is done and it doesn't need any mm. more maintenance from you from that point on. For all eternity, all of those routes are done. But that's not really true, is it? Oh, not at all. It, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a heavy lift. I mean, and now that we've got, if you include our new BDRXs, we've got, we've got 15 active routes. Wow. Um, so with each one, it's it's a heavier load, right? And and they're they're all affected every year by, you know, by by weather or mm-hmm. you know, for instance, in New Mexico right now, we have a closure on one of our highlight, you know, highlights of the New Mexico route, we, mm-hmm. and it's it's closed because it was terrible washouts and it's too dangerous and and yeah. four services nope, and, and it's Chloride Canyon, which is mm-hmm. like, have you ridden it? I've seen it. I haven't ridden it. Yeah. So the people go there to ride Chloride Canyon. They can't right now it's right in the middle of our route so Mm. there's constantly things like that come up every year on every route Mm. when we're trying to explain to somebody on the street the level of difficulty they're going to experience i find that it's pretty easy we can say you're going to experience some twisties we're going to have some high speed riding we might have some crosswinds you know these sorts of things but when you're talking about establishing the difficulty of an off highway route Mm -hmm. i have found it to be very very difficult because people have different boogeymen well that's exactly right. They want to, they want you to rate the routes. Yeah. That's nearly impossible. How do mm. you do that? Um, because there's so many factors. What bike are you on? How much are you carrying? What's your riding experience? Yeah. Do you have any training? What What's your confidence level? Because you might be a great rider, but just not confident. Yeah. You know. Those are my favorite are the riders that have more skill than confidence. <laughs> the dangerous ones are the opposite. Correct. They have more confidence than skill. <laughs> oh, I can do that. And yeah. No, you super should. Oh, see, I told you. you <laughs> so how is it that you're coming up with a rating system for these routes? 
how is it that we are coming up with one? Yeah. Because we're not. Not at all. Yeah. We won't commit to that. Uh, the BDO organization won't commit to that. We'll loosely commit to it yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about the differences in the routes. But once we start doing that and we, and people are going to hold us to it and yeah. you know, there's a certain liability that comes with that. Right. Right. And, yeah. and you guys are good about taking the sections that are really, really difficult and labeling them expert yeah. sections. Yeah. So mm -hmm. then people can look at the map and look at the video and make the decision about whether they want to tackle that or not, mm -hmm. knowing that you guys have said, this is really hard. I think that's a great addition to what you guys do. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Because every, everyone wants something a little different out of a BDR, right? Some people want real challenge. Yeah. Some people want just a, a backcountry tour on, on, on dirt roads. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to please everyone. So when we develop a route, the criteria is make it rideable by your average rider on a fully loaded adventure bike mm -hmm. that's that's the criteria right and that's what we keep in mind yeah um and when i go on these i think i'm pretty good because i'm a pretty average rider so mm. i'm really that good it's not at, true it is, it, it is extremely true and so i am a very good judge i think and then yeah. it i'm just a party of many that, that are out on these expeditions mm. and whatnot but yeah i'm good at looking at i mean mm, yeah you know we, yeah. we make these decisions when we're out there on the expeditions the routes are all developed when we yeah. go out and do our expedition but we're still making decisions yeah mm -hmm. um and like mm, yeah we think that's going to be like for instance when wendy joined us on wyoming the very last section of, of wyoming Wyoming, um, there was going to be another uh, expert section. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we all wrote it together, and we got through it. It was, and it was definitely tricky. And we're like, mm, yeah, no, but I think that's going to be main route. And those yeah. decisions mm -hmm. are kind of made on the fly uh, as a group. You know, there's there's twelve of us, fourteen of us doing it. You know, including the crew. Yeah. So it's good because you get perspective from a lot of different riding abilities. I remember a, a video. I think it was from the 1970s, and it showed the uh, Barstow to Vegas competition that mm. we have in, in the USA. And at the time, it basically, you saw like, like 200 motorcycles lined up side by side and they all take off in the desert mm -hmm. and they just create this path of destruction. You know, they're just riding over all of the desert flora and whatnot and just making a mess. And I think for people, when they think about an organized uh, motorcycle event, like or a ride like this, they think of people coming in and just destroying the local ecology and making a mess and being loud. And and I know that the BDR has worked really hard to try to send the message like, no, we're really trying to not make that the case. And we make sure that riders, I hear you guys say it constantly. Like you, you have to tread lightly and you have to be nice to the neighbors and wave at everybody. Ride respectfully. Yeah. One of the campaigns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the speed limits need to be abided by. And, and this is also one of the reasons that you don't ride through private property. It's always public. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're really serious about that, um, what, what you're just talking about. We've got three awareness programs. The, the first one that we pushed out was Ride Right, which is mm -hmm. pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, right? I've had I mean, a Ride Right sticker on most of my bikes at yeah. some point. It, <laughs> yeah, and, and people, you know, they put it on, you know, on their tanks or on their panniers. And I'm like, no, no, no put it on the inside of your windscreen or the inside of your handguard. It's a reminder to you, yeah. not to people, other people. Yeah. It's too late. If they can read that, it's too late if they're coming at you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, and then ride respectfully, like Wendy just said, which mm -hmm. is, um, we rolled that out with the Northeast. Uh, we went in, when we developed the Northeast route, it was, I mean, that's a really congested area to put a BDR. Yeah. Think about it, right? We're going through probably the most populated states in the nation. So we, we, uh, we really had to make sure people were, doing the right thing and understanding yeah. that we're going through people's backyards, essentially. You may think that you're in the middle of nowhere um, when you're riding through Vermont, right? Yeah. On one of these class four roads, but 
when you get to the end of that class four road, there's a house with people and a swing set and, you know, cars yeah. and tricycles and dogs. And mm -hmm. so it's so important that we, that we understand that we're guests in these communities or mm. we're going to, you know, we'll lose access easily Yeah, because towns will get together and mm -hmm. say, Hey, we don't, this is no good. You know, yeah. we love the fact that you're bringing this, this economic boost to our, our you know, our general store and, and yeah. to our lodges, but the dust, the noise, um, yeah. you know, the disruption in our lives and the danger to our, you know, our, it, yeah. no, you know, so. Yeah. It's really important. I think, cause it really only takes a, a few bad sessions of that mm -hmm. before yeah. people go, yeah. no more of this, but it seems like you've been pretty successful. We have, I mean, there's always bad eggs, right? Yeah, sure. And, and that's, you know, we have, we kind of have our eyes on those things. We have our Facebook group pages where, where the community gets together and talks about the individual um, routes and what yeah. they're doing, planning, whatnot. And yeah. there's people who like to post, hey, I'm going to try to do the Northeast BDR in three days. <laughs> it's 1,300 miles. Yeah. It's, the speed limit in the in the forest is like 25 miles an hour. Do the math. Yeah. You know? It's super not going to work. Right. Yeah, I, I can... <laughs> Right. Well, I'm scratching that off my list. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not for you, Sean. You yeah. don't have enough days of vacation left yeah. to, to yeah. go and do it. I think about the, the hurdles that I have to face when I want to go on a ride, especially somewhere into the unknown. Like, of course, I need to know what kind of riding it's going to be. I need to know what I need to pack. I need to know where the gas stations are and where the food is and where the opportunities to get off the route and onto something easier are available to me. And all of that research, I think this is something that you really can't find with this. It's all done. It's all on the webpage. And it's so simple and beautifully designed. And one of the great things about that is, you know, in the Western part of the United States, we have just loads of public land and public roads mm -hmm. to the point where it can be actually very confusing to try and create your own route. So mm -hmm. if you're coming from somewhere else and you're wanting to create a route for like three or five or seven days of riding, maybe with some friends, it can be overwhelming. On the opposite side of that, on the East Coast, Everything is privately owned, it feels like, and there's, it, it's hard to find the public land and the public roads to be able to ride and create yourself you know, three or five or seven days worth of riding. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the BDR has gone through and created these and it's so easy to follow and it just takes all of that work out so that anyone who's traveling, like they can take that off their minds. They can be like, okay, how do I get a bike out there? Or how do I rent a bike? They have a few things that they have to focus on, but you guys have made that really easy to add in. We even handle that, Louise. Um, That's we, amazing. We, we, we have our rider resources page where you can, we have tons of partners who will rent bikes for you and, and uh, transport your bike. Wow. So you can even go to the website to find resources for that. Wow. So we, we try to cover everything. Maybe we're probably not 100% there yet, but we're trying. And I remember um, way back in the day when I was trying to, to rent motorcycles to do these adventure rides out west. I'm an East Coaster to go out west. And you'd go and you'd rent a bike and they wouldn't put knobby tires on them. Yeah. Mm. Right? Because they, yeah. they don't want that liability. If right. you put knobby tires on it, we're encouraging you to, to go off right. highway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's certainly one of the, it, there's very few places in the U.S. that'll run a bike that goes off-road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Leap Sean. <laughs> so I want to add to that. You said, especially if you're going to go off on your own, mm -hmm. BDR always recommends that you ride with someone else for safety mm. and, and not to really do these routes on your own. Um, but a really good resource that the BDR also offers is on Facebook, they have a page for each route. Mm. 
Hmm. So you can go to that page and meet other like-minded people that are in that area that want to ride that route, Hmm. match updates, things like that. And the nice thing is there's not a bunch of junk or spam or people posting their crash videos or whatever. It is really uh, well-maintained and it's a fantastic resource for each route. Nice. And I've heard that people go on to this and say, I want to do this route. I'm looking at this window of time. This is my skill level. Yes. So they can be matched up with somebody that will... Yeah, and someone else can chime in and say, "Oh, hey, me too. Let's yeah. go." Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They get pretty specific. I yeah. like. I like to. Uh, I like to stay in lodges. I don't mm-hmm. like to camp. Uh, yeah. I, I like to go to a leisurely pace. I mean, they're very specific, yeah. and that's great because um, we always talk about that. When you choose your partners to ride a BDR, choose wisely. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's it gets hairy sometimes, right? I mean, there's stress. That's a lot involved. of days yeah. and a lot of miles that can that mm-hmm. can test. Uh, either a friendship or what could be a really fantastic friendship. I think you yeah. get to you yeah. get to see what uh, what you come out on the other side of it with. <laughs> I, I um, something you said. That it, I've got this. I want to build a pie chart for this, and it, it's the pie chart that shows for what duration of time since I started adventure riding, I was really excited about camping, and what duration of time I did it because I had to and wanted to look like I was cool, and then the duration of time where I said. No more of that shenanigans. I'm staying in a hotel. <laughs> Guess which part would be the biggest slice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think I know where you're currently residing yeah. in that pie chart as like, well. Like it is really cool to wake up on a mountaintop somewhere, yeah. you know, and look out and see the nature and all those cool things. But it's even cooler when it's a window out of your lodge, yeah. you know, and there's a hot shower. And you're well rested for, yeah. the, for, yeah. for the ride. Yeah. And I'm sorry, because some people listening are going, I just thought you were the ultimate adventure guy and you were always out there camping everywhere and all times. Like, yeah, super not these days. Uh-huh. I'm a delicate flower. Yeah, uh-huh. you've done the time though. I did my time. And, and you know what it looks like and you know when to choose that time wisely again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the BDR originally was always, if you wanted to go on one of these, and you do the whole thing. It's a several day endeavor. So you're looking at five, six, seven days to do it, depending on the state that you're riding in. But you're starting to come out with something new that allows people to take a taste of it in, in a day or two. Is that not right? That's correct. We have uh, the BDRXs. Okay. And the X stands for excursion or extra. Mm. You choose. Um, and they are smaller routes and they loop, which is something that oh, our, cool. right? our yeah. community has been begging for loops because the huge challenge of doing a BDR, one of the challenges is that you start at the bottom of a state and you end at the top of a state and you just, you just did nine days of adventure, but you've got to get back. All right. How do I yeah. get back? Cause I left my truck and trailer, you know, in Cortez, you know, right. and then what do I do? Yeah. Um, and that's one of the biggest questions on those Facebook group pages that when you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, loops jump in anywhere. They're mm. one to four day adventures. Um, mm. We're trying to cap them at about 700 miles mm. um, because our shortest, as I like to call it, classic BDR route yeah. is 820 miles. Southern California is probably one of our shorter ones. Um, yeah. And yeah, it answers that. And self guiding has been the mantra for the BDR. You know, we give you the tools you need to get yourself from A to B. But there's a lot of companies that I'm seeing now popping up that are guiding their BDR tours, saying, if you want to take this on, but you want us to pamper you and make sure you get things going, you can do this, yeah? Yeah, there's a lot. And they're, and they're partners. They're up on our website as well. Mm. We, um, and there's a, a number of them that have been doing it for a long time. And, and it's a great way to do it because some people don't want to have handle 
anything, right? They just want to fly and ride. Um, yeah. And, you know, they don't have the time or time to plan or, 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 or time, the extra time to ride out to, the, to a VR. Yeah. And, and uh, we've got some really good partners. Um, yeah. One of our longstanding ones are, are, is Colorado Motorcycle Adventures. They've been with us for, uh, for a long, you know those guys. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah Rogue Moto and Moto Discovery. We've got, the, the, there's a lot of them out there doing yeah. it. I would just recommend that people do their research, go to ridebdr.com and make sure that it's a legit organization because there are people out there that take advantage yeah. of this free resource and they don't donate to the BDR. So you're not supporting the organization. And yeah. like I said, it's fully funded by donations and run mostly by volunteers. Yeah. So it's really important to keep that going. That, that raises a good point. And thanks for bringing it up, Wendy. Um, I do want to mention if you're, if you're going to uh, ride a BDR and you're going to download the tracks yeah. um, and put them in your GPS unit, um, only download the tracks from ridebdr.com. Ah. Don't, do not download them from any other resource. And the mm. reason for that is that we have the most up-to-date routes. Yeah, and They're, they change. They change, yeah. and it could be a very critical change. Yeah. So only from the VDR website. Sure. Something I really like about the adventure riding community is that people keep their egos in check, generally. Because if you get to that point when you have more confidence than skill, adventure riding bites back, and it equalizes you. It goes, no, you shouldn't do this. And now you're going to be on your side for trying. Mm -hmm. and, and I like that because you really can meet strangers and go on a ride with them. And generally speaking, most of the time, you're going to end up with some pretty cool people. And you're going to meet really cool people on the trail. Like everybody wants to help each other all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really special part of this, I think. Mm -hmm. So now that you've had this insurgence of public opinion about this and there's so much popularity i'm sure that people are coming up with ideas that are making you go up like ooh, like maybe there's a good future for this in the bdr what other things do you suppose are coming down the pike for the bdr most common question when are we doing it in other countries mm. yeah and it, it's on our roadmap for sure yeah. uh, but we've got plenty to accomplish in the united states right now we've got like you said earlier that um that's so vast. We have yeah. so many opportunities here that people just don't know about. Yeah. And you got how many BDRs do you have now? So we have 12 of, of the classic BDRs yeah. uh, and then three um, BDRXs. Yeah. And and even in that 12, you're not covering the entire state sometimes. Like in, in California, for example, mm -hmm. like that's just a big state. Mm -hmm. And if you're going south to north, mm -hmm. then it, doing all of that in one go, I mean, how many miles are we talking about here? That's well, that's a great question because that's the only single state BDR, you know, the ones on the East Coast, we have a regional, right? The, mm -hmm. the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic. So California is the only one that we split in half for that exact reason. Yeah. And uh, so the lower half is, it's it's under 900 miles. I think maybe it's 850 miles. Our next route is going to be Northern California. Wow. So we're going to finish it and we're going to get you up to Oregon. It's really a shock in California alone because it just has everything. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself in the desert, you find yourself in the mountains, you find yourself near the ocean right. and you can do all that in a single day. Yeah. It's really, really spectacular. Where the other States like Colorado BDR, which I've written a lot of, is just so amazingly beautiful. It's a different kind of beautiful. It's like, that was my first one. Yeah. Which of course makes sense since I lived in you Colorado. Lived in Colorado yeah. Got a ride. <laughs> yeah. But you, you also hear like that there's a reputation. Like when I hear California, and I hear Utah, everybody goes, those ones are brutal. Yeah. Like, because it's pretty intense riding. That was my first Utah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my first. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Utah is beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they're all beautiful. Uh, Utah has something really special about it, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's really good stuff. But that's a lot of states left. I mean, for states that you could really do this in. Mm-hmm. Like, is there going to be a BDR Delaware? Yeah, well, I think, um, yeah, no. I think, you, I think you wave at Delaware as yeah. you do the Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Hey, Delaware. Yeah. You know, you can say the same, Rhode Island. We're going to have a Rhode Island um, BDR. Yeah. But there is a big adventure riding community in Rhode Island. Really? Yeah. Well, there it's is. Amazing. Big, yeah, there is actually. Right? And there's a lot of uh, adventure riders and they combine it with riding on the beach a lot. Oh, oh yeah. that's good yeah. stuff. And I picked Delaware in particular just because Delaware is famous for pumpkin chunking. Mm-hmm. You've seen that before? <laughs> <laughs> they just hurl pumpkins like yeah. <laughs> 3,000 feet through the air and they smash yeah. on the ground. I just can't get enough of them. I thought that was a Midwest thing. Yeah. Dude. You mean, the... Do you mean slinging them? Yeah. Like slingshot. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that before. That's awesome. They make like trebuchets yeah. and they just fling these things way out and yeah. all these people are are super hardcore about it. Oh, I mean, yeah. pumpkin chunking. Yeah. Is there anything more American? Yeah, no. Like, we got to figure out how to throw this gourd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the BDR for Delaware has to be a picture of a pumpkin. Can you make sure it gets in there somewhere? I, I, I got you. The smash. I got you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give us a hint on future routes? I absolutely BDR? can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a presentation just yesterday here at, mm. at, at the MOA rally, um, which was fabulous, by the way. The awesome. 50th mm. rally was just amazing. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to get to your presentation yesterday morning, but Sean and I were in the middle of doing one ourselves because I heard that you were going to be giving away hints onto what was coming next. So Yeah, yeah. And we did. And so we've got some really, um, really great things coming up. So next up for us is California North, as I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, after that, we're going to come back east, and we're going to do the Southeast BDR. Oh. And the cool thing about those two, they're the last pieces of the puzzle to allow our riders to go from the bottom of the country to the top of the country ah. on a BDR. Northern California will complete the West Coast. Right. Southeast will complete the East Coast. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And California's got all that high desert up there. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I, I've I've seen the tracks. I've not ridden any of it. Um, I've heard it's going to be a, a fabulous route. Oh, and then, man, people are just going crazy about the East Coast stuff. Oh, they really are. Yeah. They're just, it's funny because there's this huge concentrated adventure community in the East Coast mm-hmm. and there just doesn't seem to be as much for them to do. Well, there's that. I also think that out West, they just don't think there's anything over here. Uh, yeah, people out west have yeah. all of the epic mountains, things like that, and they just think that there's nothing on the east coast. Yeah, and it turns out there's a ton. Yeah, you just have to find it. Yeah, that's it where Peter comes in. But <laughs> it was always my mind, and I, I'm not going to tell you how old I was when my perception of this changed because it's embarrassing. But it was like the Golden Gate Bridge and Statue of Liberty. And there's just a bunch of flat mush in between with like a couple mountains. Yeah, like no, that was no. the U.S. to me oh for God. a very long time <laughs> until I was sort of forced to go see it. I go, oh, oh, wow. There's actually some pretty cool stuff here. But let me ask you a question, Sean. We just completed uh, a study um, mm. of our riders. And um, what do you think the most ridden route is of all the BDRs? I would actually bet that it's your eastern. The Well, yeah. we have the northeast and the mid-Atlantic. Yeah, the mid-Atlantic is what I think. That's my guess. You got it. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The number of people I talked to this weekend at the MOA's 50th National Rally who had put at least some part of the MABDR into their route getting to the rally, it was probably half the people I talked to. Yeah. And I talked to a lot of people this weekend. We were just mm-hmm. at BMW's corporate offices here in the U.S., and they were just about to leave on the MABDR and go play 
a little mm-hmm. bit. They invited us to go because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't done hardly enough of these BDRs. Well, please do. Yeah. I need to, yeah. I need to go, I need to get my adventure riding boots back on and go camp. Colorado is the only one I've done like entirely, but I've done portions of yeah. most of the other states out west, you know, if I'm yeah. on my way somewhere and I can incorporate part of it because I know that those routes are there and they're established. I'm like, I'm going to be in this area. Is there part of a BDR? Yep. I can hop yeah. on the BDR right here and go and, mm-hmm. you know, do the Magruder corridor or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people will do that. They'll, they'll use our routes as a starting point. And then they'll riff on it and go off and do like, oh, yeah. and, and it's a great, so it's a great, like, yeah. I've got the safety of knowing I could stay on this route and I know where I'm going and what to do, but yeah. let's, let's get a little adventurous and, and, and veer off a little bit. And I think that's great. Isn't that the ultimate thing about adventure riding is you're on some road riding off highway <laughs> <laughs> and you see some other off highway route, you know, a Jeep trail and you say in your mind, you just have that spark of, I wonder where that goes. Mm-hmm. And and the U.S. is just one of those few places where you really can, you can just go and mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. and go see some site that nobody's ever seen before. Or you're enjoying the track you're on so much that you forget to turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> Thank you. How can we find out more about the BDR? The website for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that is your, your go-to. Um, Facebook group pages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you can uh, get on our mailing list and we have a, we have a monthly newsletter. It goes out with everything that's, that's happening, that's coming up. Nice. Right? And we've got some really exciting things coming Good. up. And say the name of the website just for the report. So ridebdr.com. Okay. Ridebdr.com. Mm-hmm. I really want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me. It's really good stuff. Yeah, this yeah. Is great. Likewise. Thanks for having us. Really. Yeah. yeah. Looking awesome. forward to the next adventures. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See you on the road. Absolutely. Ride BDR guys. We very much hope you have enjoyed this episode. We want to hear from you, so please rate, comment, and share your thoughts about this podcast. We have many more episodes on the way, so please subscribe, follow along, and share your requests for future episodes of the BMW Motorrad Ride and Talk podcast.